Okay, well, this is happening. It's sad to me that women should feel bad about wanting to have a fuckboy. It's, it's like taking the nicest poop you've had and putting it back in. Sit on on my face. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I may or may not have daddy issues. <laughs> but we have mommy issues. I am a unique man. And I deserve nothing but the best. Hello and welcome to Men and Women by Men Who Don't Know Bumbleclot. I'm, uh, I'm John. Uh, my co-host is Adam. He's not here at this moment, but yeah, he's on this episode. Uh, this one's actually just uh, Adam and I. Uh, well, if you haven't listened to the show before, uh, we're just a couple guys... And uh, on this episode, we uh, start off with uh, some, like, dick and butthole talk, and then we transition into some, uh, like, real, real emotional shit. Basically, we talk about, uh, we had a mutual friend in high school who had died, and uh, other people that we have lost in our lives, and how that affects our relationships today, so we think... Um, though this might be some, like, overly introspective, like, uh, indulgent, like, psychoanalytical bullshit, potentially. We, we are actually not sure because we only have our perspectives at the moment, so we want to hear from you. Please let us know what you think about this. Uh, email us, don'tknowwomen at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter, at don'tknowwomen. If you're listening on iTunes, subscribe, uh, rate and review the show. That would be stupendous. Um, but otherwise, uh, thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy, and booyakasha. I've never had a shower with a lot of guys before. Like, even in high school, I didn't have to, like, really do it very yeah, often. Yeah, me neither. That, but from what movies would have you believe, is that in the 50s, everybody was showering together. And they're all, like, whipping each other with, like, wet towels. Yeah, I don't know when that stopped. Technology ass. hasn't changed in showering. You know, it's like, a, I haven't been able to get home quicker from the gym because our flying cars. Yeah. Like, what, why, when, when did shower culture end? Did we finally put stalls in? They probably just put stalls in. I don't even remember being stalls in the middle. I, I think we just stopped showering. Was it Axe body spray? Because well, like even Porky's was in the eighties, right? I mean, I mean some some people had bathing suits. A lot of times, I would just shower at home, or well, I was like I was so prepubescent that I didn't have to really shower, and then like even into sophomore year, like I probably wasn't sweating, sweating bad. Um, I didn't play in high school. I didn't play sports that required showering. Well, we did gym. You had to take a gym every year, a gym elective, but we only did gym for two years. Oh, we ended, I ended up doing survival. So by the time I actually like really like, I was always scared to like shower because like I was shorter and I saw porn. Well, I think where I was getting at was that you just didn't see a lot of other guys' dicks. Like you wouldn't know if your hard dick was a big dick or not. No, yeah, right. I didn't but now I know many. exactly that my dick is not big, and it kind of sucks. Um, just because I'm inundated with dick. What? Because of the internet? Oh yeah. Yeah, but I mean, the internet also like show like the internet is. I get it. The cream the rises to the, the top. I understand that. Average, you know what I mean? Yeah, the the higher echelon, higher like percentile of dicks. But there's so many. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I, I don't. I don't really see my dick out there. Often, granted, I don't ever get 
like the luxury of seeing it like legs spread eagle like the view from my feet i never get the luxury of seeing my what my dick looks like yeah that. i know what you mean like a, a, a classic porn shot right <laughs> uh, yeah I, I i feel yeah i know what you mean i thought about that too but it's like at the same time i'm pretty confident that it's like no nah, i'm not packing a hog like the fucking but dude these guys are getting paid for their dicks man they're getting paid for like I mean, you know, you're, you know, maybe you don't have a dick that somebody's going to be like, all right, I want to pay you. I'm going to pay you to like watch you fuck this person because of your dick, right? But, you know, that doesn't mean your dick doesn't have value, okay? I guess that's true. <laughs> I guess that's true. It would be more for me. Actually, that'd be more flattering if somebody wanted me to like watch me have sex with somebody. Because I would know it wouldn't be for my dick, right? Like it would be for me. Yep. Yeah, and that's that's uh, that's actually you know, uh, I'm feeling better about myself. I'm feeling better than when we started recording. Yeah. You know, I I started a little down on myself, but now I'm not saying there's any suitors out there, but there was a guy once who offered me money for sex, and I took. I told a story in this podcast, so I mean, I know that he wasn't doing it for. Well, I guess he could have thought I had a big dick, but I'm not like statuesque you know i don't think anybody would look at me and be like that guy's probably has a big dick or a nice dick i think they'd be like that guy's got like a weird hairy like it's probably got hair coming out of the top like the head uh-huh. <laughs> um or at least maybe that's just my own thoughts of myself yeah i don't know i don't really look at dudes and i'm like i don't really look at dudes and think about what their dicks are like well yeah I don't. I'm not sure women necessarily even do that. Uh, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I bet some do. I bet some do some in certain do. circumstances. Here's what it is. I feel like it. I don't think women are just looking around at dudes and being like, "What? What is this guy's dick like?" But it's probably like if they if they look at a dude and they're like, "All right, he's attractive." It's it's I feel it's like it, it goes. Th- it has to go through a couple like. Like the guy has to like go through a couple other thought processes. Yeah, of theirs. Dick, dick is Dick is like E on the checklist. So, yeah, so maybe there's like A, B, C, and you have to like you work your way down. I'm sure it differs for like you know women. It goes maybe somewhere between C and E. Yeah, I think that's appropriate. <laughs> I think that's appropriate because what they're really looking at is butts. Women love bums. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why though. The male butt's silly. I know. I I, I don't I don't either. Like I've had women say they have a cute butt, I'm like, too, like yeah. naked. Yeah. And like it's one. I'm a very, I'm I'm tan, and then my ass is entirely white. It looks like, <laughs> it looks like it was like I got like skin grafts. That's what it looks like. <laughs> like I, I got surgically like a, a a a boy's, yeah. And it's got like this like weird hair. It's it's not pretty. And also, like, caked. Like there's my ass crack. I'm sure it's like a lot of ass cracks. It's terrible. It's yeah, terrible. But I think most dudes' ass cracks are pretty horrid. You ever look at yours? I have like a. I understand why people bleach. Like it makes sense because <laughs> it's at this point it looks it's like a, it's like uh, like the inside of a cave wall. <laughs> it's like moist and <laughs> just dark and yeah. like like different layers of clay. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. But it makes me self-conscious because I'm I want to get into 
I'm not necessarily want to get into ass like inside ass play, but I I I like the feeling of like a tongue around my ass, and I, I would love that, and I love to do that with women, but I, I I just feel bad when they do it for me, and I feel like I'm um it it's it's making the the process less enjoyable for both people. Do you try to get it as clean as you can? Ah, as clean as I can. But. Then what's the, dude? That's the best you can do, right? What <sighs> more can you do? Come on. I don't know. Get like a. Dude, we're going to bleach your fucking ass. No, I need like a fucking paleontologist to come and like take off layers of sediment. <laughs> dude, no, dude, dude, nobody, as long as, dude, as long as you're, cl- as long as it's clean, I think you're fine. I think to like 90% or more of people who are going to go. No, it's, it's never smelling good. And even I can wipe and try this at home, kids. I can wipe any time of the day and get something. Isn't that a, that's a comedy bit? Is there somebody do a joke about that? Uh, maybe. All right, but sorry, keep going. Pro- I, I mean, probably I, is. That's it, definitely it, a joke. I've heard that. Before. Some stand-up. I it. may have told you that before, too. As a joke. Mm-hmm. No, somebody. I, I am, I, am I biting it? Well, am I biting it? But regardless, you can do that, and you can get, like, even after a shower wipe, it's it's just foul, and I for some reason I feel like women's assholes aren't as bad because I just find that they're not as hairy. My asshole's hairy from start to finish. It's just a problem, okay? That's that's it. I'm not looking for answers from you, John. You know, it is what it is. I, I sympathize with you that you're insecure about your asshole and you want it to get licked, but you're like afraid that it might be really nasty. Yeah, I get that. That makes sense. It's a very, I'm sure it's a very relatable fear. Yeah, I don't. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I'm not in a point at this moment that I'm like, like uh, really into the ass play. So I'm like, I still, I still clean my asshole as much as possible because sometimes, sometimes shit just happens, and you know, I'm not saying like I'm cleaning my asshole. I mean, I you know, I just, I just like to keep my asshole clean in general. Yeah, for yeah, my you, own you hygiene. Yeah, so you don't like. Get undressed and like smell your butthole when you like take your pants off. You're like, God damn it. That's the fucking worst. Or That's like, what you know. You're like, all right, this has gone too far. Oh, God. Or like you're in bed and like you lift the covers and you're like with a girl and you lift the covers <laughs> and you just smell it. And you just hope that like she's like probably not smelling it. But you know what that smell is. And that's your fucking. Yeah. Well, see, that's what I'm saying. Like with, with, with when I'm when, I, when I'm in a position where I'm with women, I try to like clean as I try to clean as as soon as reasonably possible and as much as possible before. So you're like nice and... I just feel like there needs to be better cleaners. Like a... um, Like wet wipes are good, but they still don't do... I need like 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 a Brillo pad. Yeah. Or like something that like kind of combs out and like just brushes and and all the dingleberries out of there. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, 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 like I imagine they have something similar for dogs when like you're searching them for ticks. You know, you're trying to like comb ticks out of their fur. Yeah, totally. <laughs> That's what I need is something like that. Um, I bet that exists. I bet there's like... If it hasn't, uh, ass combs by <laughs> men and women, by men who don't know women. Uh, come to our website uh, next, next month. We will be giving out uh, uh, to our uh, premium subscribers free ass combs. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's weird things that just like make you self-conscious about being with people, and that, this is a weird segue from that. But it's like there's a there's so much that like 
maybe I'll, I'll, I'll do, and I'm, a million people do it, but I just like, just for the speaking standard, I'll say me, but I'll do it to, to like self-sabotage something from happening. Um, and like, like a little bit of sexual intercourse would be like, oh, I'm, I smell like shit. I haven't done anything like, oh, I'm not going to like, um, oh, initiate I sex. I think that's, I think a lot of people do that. I think people that are, I mean, not, I mean, yeah, with sex, but I think like, you know, you know, it's, you know, it's like, and this to me is super tragic is like a lot of, um, people who have been raped or, or victims of sexual assault, uh, they'll, they kind of like don't, they kind of stop taking care of themselves to a certain degree. So to hopefully like make themselves less attractive to predators yeah to just like yeah exactly like to other people which are basically or predators, maybe, maybe but i mean like, i mean I, i'm sure that's an oversimplification right exactly of, of what what people victims of sexual assault or rape or any uh, that's sub- yeah. subconscious and that's like one that's one uh yeah because that could totally be for a million different things it could also be for like sure they don't even see themselves as attractive anymore so why take time to to so uh, take exactly better care. I mean, it, it could be a million different things. Yep. Um, so basically, we're just you know trying to say, you know, quit whining. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's not what we're trying to say. Uh, but please, still write a blog about us. Um, yeah. No, it's just it's it's. Uh, I think some fear I have of um, building new relationships comes from like losing people in the past um where it's it's you know like you and i for example we i've been friends with john since soft freshman year of high school sophomore year of high school um and i haven't made new friends i mean john's probably one of my newest friends uh, aside from like people in school, but like I talked to them so intermittently. Well, like in college, oh, okay, there's people in college that I, but like, I'm in contact with them very rarely now. A group chat on Facebook, you know what I mean? Like that's like, but like with friend friends, oh, they're probably gonna listen to this and be like, friend friends, what the fuck? I, I don't mean it like that, you fucking piece of shit. Uh, I mean it in a way where it's like, there's a few people that you see every day or you see on a regular basis and that you communicate with a regular basis that it's, it's, it's friends, it's trusting, it's things like that, where it's that, that intimate, intimate, um, group of friends. Sure. And, um, I feel like I've pushed a lot of potential friends, even those people that, I'm, that, we're, ta- that we're talking about, I, I don't necessarily, uh, communicate with them, like, or respond to their messages on time or do things like that. And, um, I but- don't know what, why I do that, but I find myself doing that over and over and over again and in this weird fucking cycle of repeat. And I can't tell like what the, the main reason is, but I think for like some part of it is like I lost a few people in my life from the ages of, uh, 18 to 21, I think it was, uh, 22 where, and they were like close friends. I know a lot of people lose close friends and it's, it's, it's a tragic thing. Um, but I think it did something to me where I, I just didn't want to, the thought of exerting effort to people, um, 
that I don't know is difficult because it's just like, oh, well, they're just going to, like, not they're just going to die, but like, well, time is finite with people and you can't, you know, know, make the best of what you have. For some reason, I just use it as this roadblock, I think. No, dude, I I, I know, dude, I, I do... Well, I, I do. I feel like I do the exact same thing, actually, because I feel the same way. And I, I, don't, I don't feel like I literally haven't made any new friends. But I think but I but I do actually share with you that, like, basically all of the like new like all of the friends that I've made over the past, you know, like even five to eight years or so. I feel like have been uh, like, yeah, I, I just, I don't, I, I don't, yeah, I just, I never like stay in touch for some reason. It's not like I don't want to. It's just like, there's something about it that it's like, and I think, I think the exact same thing is, cause yeah, I don't think we've actually talked about this in the podcast before, but uh, cause yeah, one, one of the, when we were very young, we both lot like one of our uh, really good friends in high school uh, got killed in a car accident. Like he was like the passenger in a car and then uh they yeah. got in an accident and yep. uh and uh like I feel like uh, yeah that was like really really sh- jarring to especially like you know especially and and this is you know I I feel like from well like we 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 lived in this like suburban town that's like this like safe you know, quote like it feels like a safe place. Everybody has like everybody does kind of have like a, like a little bit of like a shitty sense of entitlement to them because it's like such like growing up there as a kid, like you don't really have Especially that like a white kid. Yeah, you're just like a, you were. There was times where we would get stopped by police with like pot or or, or uh, alcohol, and there is a classic boys will be boys slap on the wrist. Hey, get out of here, you knuckleheads! And Dude, like, send like, you on your way. Some cops, like some cops, would be like, "Oh, I like know your cousin." Like they didn't yeah. even know who I was. Like I know your cousin. Like, hey, get out of here! And I was like, <laughs> like what? Yeah, like it was almost like was you're like, like convincing the cop that he doesn't know your cousin. Like, oh, like, <laughs> I don't think I have a, like, a cousin Chet in the yeah. police force. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like they they would like. But basically, yeah, that was like that was the world that we lived in. And then to have like, uh, especially like a really, really close friend who we like, who we like saw all the time, just like abruptly, uh, you know, to die abruptly was just, yeah, exactly. That was just just a really sobering experience. And then like a a life lesson like that, you know, especially where we were all there that night, it was a, a party between friends and. Uh, I was actually DDing that night because I threw up in our other friend's car uh, prior to. Um, and it's just like, you know, when you have that, that quickness of it, I feel like that really did it. But losing anybody at, the, at that young age will be definable because you don't have a conception of how long life, you know, can be. Oh, totally. I mean, and it's it, everybody reacts to it differently. And I'm not saying it's like, you know, I'm just trying to like put into perspective like the world we come from. But I mean, plenty of people, you know, lose parents or uh, siblings or like. Yeah, or and we're just saying younger. that this was different and more special. <laughs> no, <laughs> no we're, we're not saying that. But like, but yeah, but you know, I, I mean, like, yeah, but yeah, I, I mean, it, it affects everybody. You know, all these kind of things affect everybody a little different. But, but, but I think, but I, I, I do. I totally agree with you. I think that's like a spot on in that. Like, and I, I share the same. I feel like that that affected me a very similar, uh, if not the same way, 
it's weird. I, uh, uh, I lost another friend when I was 21 in a relationship, uh, with a, with a woman that I, uh, previous go to the fifth or third episode of this podcast and you'll find that you, you're living, but you're living, I was with, living with living uh, with her. Yep. It's like a kind of shitty um, relationship and okay. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and uh, that's yeah. It's a quick summary. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's I believe that John was just reading the show notes from that episode. <laughs> um, <clears throat> no, but I lost a friend there, and at that time, my relationship and it was the third friend I'd lost, and the second friend I'd lost while being in a relationship with this this person, and uh, I think. Honestly, that happening preserved our relationship for a while. And it was because I knew that I could trust her when someone passed away. And it wasn't like I actually even could. Um, But I just perceived that in myself because I was like, oh, I made it through with this person. This person must be the best for me. And I think that goes back to my friends, uh, me not making new friends, whereas... Oh, these people, I've already been through it with these people, so these are the people that are going to be the best for me that I want to surround myself with. I don't know, you guys could be cancerous fucking plagues to my life, and just like, I'm just caught up in this fucking, you know, thing, because in my own head, I'm like, oh, I can't grow. Um, or growing scary. Right. Um, but I think, I think I held in that relationship a lot longer, because I, 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 I felt that, like I could be there, and I, one of my friends, the first one that uh, passed away, when I was with her, um, he was a, a gun fanatic and um, accidentally shot himself and killed himself. And I was staying at her house, which was in a different state, and she, she was in college at the time. It was probably summer break, I think. So she was going to work on the weekend, and so I was up there for the weekend. And she was going to work. It was like Sunday or something, and I was dropping her off at work and then going. And uh, I get out to my car where I left my phone, and I had like, you know, 20 missed calls and a bunch of text messages uh, from someone who doesn't do that kind of thing. And I was like, oh, shit. So I call that person, find out that my friend passed away, and she's in the car with me, and I'm driving her to to go to work, and she still just goes to work. Like, she wasn't like, oh, I'm going to totally call out and, like, be there for you. And I'm, like, crying, like, sobbing, like dropping her off like bye you know uh and not a, not a, a, a fault on her uh because i never expressed myself she probably was like trying to do that and me being like well probably you know sure. you shouldn't be there you know i don't really remember the details of it it was kind of like you know and okay yeah but it was just weird that i attributed this to this person and i felt like even when that relationship was ending part of what I hung on to with those two those two friends' deaths was in that person. It was a really weird thing. I don't mean you were you were dating somebody at the time when our friend in, in high school passed away. Yeah. I, I don't know if you kind of attributed any of that. No, I was gonna say, yeah, dude, I totally get that, man. Yeah, that was like exactly. I mean, and th- that to me is why I feel like I mean, and I I talked about that in like the first episode of this, the very first episode of this podcast was like how a- after that relationship ended, it was just like I, you know. That, that kind of fucked me up a lot for that exact reason, I think, because it was like, so then in, in college, I think, yeah, I mean, well, I think I've always been a little slow to warm up to people, but then after... I think people are a little slow to warm up to you. 
<laughs> Maybe. Yeah. But yeah, you can see it whatever way you want. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think like after our friend died in high school, this was our senior year of high school. I don't know if you said that already, but uh, so after that, like then in college, I was super resistant to uh, meeting new people. Or like you know, be, like becoming close with people because I think yeah, and, and I, you know, obviously you don't realize it like when you're in it. But I think, and I think I, I still do it now. I'm still like I'm still in it. But it's I think subconsciously you go you're like you don't want to get too close to people because then you know that you're going to eventually have to feel the pain of losing them to some capacity. I mean, and that, I feel the same thing like in relationships, like right where it's like. You know, because a relationship ending is like, it's very much, I've heard other people say this too, where it's like, there's a feeling of loss yeah, after definitely. like a close or important relationship ends. Uh, and like, so yeah, but I, I totally felt that. Well, that's, that's actually interesting where with friends non-sexually, um, I feel like a lot of times, uh, and, I'm, and I'm saying this in a, in a case where someone hasn't passed away. Uh, you don't typically lose those friendships. They just kind of will grow their separate ways. But I don't typically ever think that I'm losing that friendship to a certain extent um, as much as when you're in a, like an, an intimate sexual relationship. That is... It's, uh, it, it's like losing somebody because nobody else experiences that. You know, when you're when one on one when a relationship, it's only you those two people that experience that, and then you have to go, nope, and then that person that you two created as one person no longer exists. So it is it is like you know, dude. That's why, dude. Honestly, that's why that's 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 what to me is like actually. That to me is what's really hard about like emotionally. What's really hard about dating is I feel like. I like to care about people. I like to get close to people, but at the same time, there's that like fear of doing that. So I think like with dating, it's like you, you even like going out with somebody like a few times. It's like you can even like if if you get if you like get if you get if you make a certain connection with that person, even if it doesn't work out, at the end of the day, I always like it. Always makes me really sad, even if it's even if like I'm the one ending it. Totally, and I think it's. I think most people would feel that way. I think, I think you're you're hitting it where it's like, it maybe you just you're oversensitive to this, and I think I'm. Oh, I definitely. I mean, I definitely am oversensitive. That, That's no question. Yeah, but. and like even ending a relationship, I get so fucking bugged out by it. Like you were saying, when you even when you're on the the end of like doing it, because it's like, I think. I personally relate hurt in a certain way. Um, and I hate to make people hurt um, or feel like I was the one to do it, which is almost a selfish thing. Like, I don't want to be the one to give this person this bad pain and stuff like that. But I think it's a perception that um, it takes me a long time to get over something. Uh, and I don't want to make her have to feel that. And it's like, no, she's a totally different person who's has their own feelings and their own way to go through things. Right. But I think it's, I think, I think people just get caught up in the way that they see things. And then there's people, the, there's people on the total polar opposite of that who can get rid of people really easily. And like, oh, I don't get why she was acting like this. It's only been, you know, X amount of dates. Like, I can't believe she's like upset that, you know, we're like, she, I don't want to see her anymore. You know what I mean? It, it's it's just what people have 
Because the only thing you you relate things to is things that have happened in your own life. Right. So if you've lost somebody in, in, a, in, a, in a way where it's maybe like a sudden death or so, you, you lose somebody in a drastic, tragic way, then next time you lose somebody, all you're doing is comparing it to the other loss. Okay, well, that wasn't as bad as losing somebody or that wasn't, you know, or you just go, oh, all the same pain. And then you just reflect, you get breakup and you put it with all the other losses you've had. And now that's one big pain. Now loss is the big, there's, loss never goes away. It's just a section of your head. And then you are going to lose more things in life. <laughs> and you just keep, you know, tucking more and more luggage away in the loss uh, uh, part of your brain. And then you just hope that it's not like, you know, well, overflowing. Yeah, I, I'm. I, I, I'm not. Yeah, I think I, I. I'm pretty sure I understand what you're saying. It's like basically like you know the more. Well, the I more, understand what I'm saying. Well, so, <laughs> the more you live, the more obviously you're going to experience loss because you're going to meet people. People are going to die. People are going to move away. Uh, people are going to grow apart. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing with like things and objects. You might like love your uh, chopper. And then you've like ridden it a few too many times, and now uh, yeah, the muffler you know, goes. Yeah, I don't know if choppers goes. have mufflers. Yeah, tuck her away for uh, for a while. But it's like, um, you know, I can't lose my point now. <laughs> you, were, you were summarizing the what I was saying image. was that you oh, lose yeah. the th- yeah. Oh yeah, so so like yeah, the more you experience this loss, you eventually you gain more perspective. Ideally, not sometimes. Sometimes you can get consumed by those feelings, and you just fall into depression, and you don't really know what to do with yourself. And then, I mean, and then sometimes, uh, ideally, over time, you gain perspective on how to deal with loss and you get a better, you become better at dealing with it and accepting certain feelings and going through grieving processes, processes for like, you know, if you, uh, if somebody dies, that's close to you. If, um, you get, if you get fired from your job, if, uh, some, uh, big project you were working on doesn't work out, whatever model airplane collapses and breaks. Yeah. Anything that you're investing time into, that does that. That's a so that's a good way to that's that's what you did is you summarized what I said and then offered, um, it like a way to actually, like combat it. Where my thing was saying don't add perspective, <laughs> just store away all of that loss until it just builds up and consumes you. Well, I think I think I think the best <laughs> case scenario is you gain as much perspective as possible to be able to deal with loss moving forward, and then you can live your life more freely and you can you can you can open yourself up to things knowing that once you experience that loss you're gonna be able to deal with it and then move on and then experience other new things that are eventually going to you're gonna lose you're gonna lose (laughs) you're gonna lose and you have to be okay with losing it right um and maybe that's a fucking maybe that's a good way to get into a relationship is like uh i guess then you never let your guard down there's no fucking good way to do it how do you stop fucking hurting or relating things to other things like yes you get perspective in relationships but you also have to understand like it the double-edged sword there is that not every relationship is the same so i could gain perspective in a relationship that i could get cheated on and then be like okay well women cheat like well now i know that when she says a she's probably gonna mean b 
But then I get in a relationship with someone who doesn't cheat, and she's saying A, and I'm like, that's B. And it turns out she's like, no, you're fucking insane. Right. And you're like, wow, perspective. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and there, But you can't just claim perspective. The same way you can't be a jealous person. You can't be a, that person can't be jealous and have that be okay in the relationship. It's okay that that, like if I was in that relationship, so my, so I, so let's say I got cheated on, I'm in a new relationship, new girlfriend's like, okay, I understand and I respect that you have had things like this happen before, but I can't live with you being like this. Right, it's like, yeah, yeah like that. Yeah, exactly. That has to be okay on both sides. And the other person has to be like, well, I can't not live like this because it's the only life I have and it's the only perspective I have and I've been burned once. There's no good answer. Right, life up? sucks, dude. <laughs> Fucking sucks. No, no, I think I think what you said was basically was basically it. It's like, you know, some the other person should have empathy and compassion for where the where the person who is being like in the in somebody who's being overly jealous in that example, and the other person and the other person also has to come to the conclusion that that's like not acceptable behavior. Yes, that's not acceptable, and not everyone's just gonna die. Like, anytime someone goes on a long car ride, I get fucking super nervous. Like my mom leaving, going somewhere, my my girlfriend going somewhere, friends constantly like thinking like, up, oh, yeah, that like. They might die. Like, that's something you have to be prepared with. And that's not a good way to have to live through life is, like, when, like, someone leaves and they're going somewhere. It's like, well, you know, my mom went to my aunt's house for Christmas and people drive drunk on Christmas night. So, hope that's not her. Like, that's not a healthy thought to have harbored in my brain and to think. But also, it is it healthy to think of that and be aware of it? it it's I'm, It's just a weird... There's a dichotomy in life. There's a deg- there's a degree to which it can be healthy, and then once you're th- thinking about it too much, oh fuck thin lines. I think that's it's a totally slippery slope. Uh, yeah, no, so is everything. That's true. It's, it's true. a slippery slope. They're gonna drive off and kill themselves. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's true, man. Once you like dwell on something for too much, especially somebody dying, like oh man, they're gonna like uh, you know, if you're dwelling on the fact that they could die, like anybody could fucking die at any moment. We could all fucking die at any moment, you know. Who knows? But is it good to think about it or not? No, I, I generally, I think it's not good to think about. It. <laughs> what about dwelling on it? Is it good to dwell on? <laughs> it's definitely not good to dwell on it. It's good to. It's good to like. It's good to check yourself to be like to check your own ego sometimes. If you're getting like too big, it's like all right. Well, everybody's gonna die. We're all just like pieces of meat flying around on a big rock in space. You know what I mean? It's nice to. It's it's nice to. Check yourself occasionally with that. But I think to dwell on the fact that like, all right, well, we're just fucking flying around in a vacuum and we're all going to die anyway. So what's the point? Like, And to be like, oh, we're all going to fucking die. And then because it's just not productive. And then you're just like, well, then whatever. All right, well, that's fine. And then everybody's like, well, it's not fucking. Then you're just bringing everybody but else what if, down. But what man. if that's happiness? You know? It's not happiness. <sighs> that does not feel good. Happiness feels good. That doesn't feel good. But it can feel a lot of like relate like a a lot of like religions in that that say like happiness isn't feeling good. Feeling good is bad. It's like indulgence. I guess the other thing's kind of indulgence too. (sighs) 
Now we're getting we're getting pretty philosophical. We're getting into the like. Do we get really going to go into debate on what happiness is right now? I don't think we should. I don't think we. I don't think we should go there. I'm <laughs> always down for that debate. The answer is nothing, and it's it's fictitious. There is no happiness. Okay. Uh, <laughs> All right, we'll agree. That's it. That's the entire discussion on happiness. <laughs> no, it's it's just weird, and it's like um, I don't know. Maybe I'm making excuses for something, or self-diagnosing something, or self, you know, trying to analyze it, or, or make a make the shoe fit to where I want it to. But it, I do feel that it still affects me. Um, a, a lot in life, and I, I feel like it affects my relationships a lot. And I feel like, um, for some reason, putting effort and as minute effort as that possibly is, um, to building new relationships, I have very little um, patience for. What do you mean, patience? Um, it's a. Uh, uh, I mean, patience isn't a better word for almost scared, too. So you're saying, like, it, it's not, well, like, so it's not like you have the patience, it's that, like, you. Patience was a better word, but I think I'm more. Am I scared, too? No, go. Is it, was it, it's that you're scared, it's that you're scared to put in the effort because it's gonna, because you can't. Because it's so painful. Because right? it's just going to be over anyways. And what's the fucking point of it? Right. Yep. What's the point of me doing that when I could have been, um, you know, <laughs> lying in bed doing nothing or watching a movie? I mean, like, even, like, that's honestly, I guess, I, I guess thought. Like, well, that's not the thought process I'm having during this, but, like, is that what's happening? Yeah, it is. Well, that's, I mean, that's, so so that's something I'm coming to realize too, right? Is that like, well, the other thing, okay, here's the other thing, because I I agree with you on all of this. And I do think I I also share that problem where I feel like, you know, I'm a little uh, afraid to be too vulnerable with people and then get too close to people because they're just going to die or they're just, I'm going to lose them or whatever. Uh, (laughs) Lose them or whatever, whatever that shit is. Uh, I put them right here. So I, I, as much as I do share that, I also at the same time think like, man, life is short and there's so many goddamn people on the planet that you got to spend your time doing things and being with the people that you really love and the things that really do make you happy and that bring you joy and that, and, and, and it's, it's like life is so short. Why settle for something that's like you know because at the end of the day it's like you're gonna get close to something that maybe didn't even bring you that much joy anyway and you're still gonna feel that pain from the loss or you're gonna feel this weird like uh confusing feeling of like relief and pain and then you're like and then guilt because you feel the relief and did it right do you know what i'm saying no totally and I mean, I think that that's why it's like, and it's it's obviously it's way easier said than done. But I think like it, there's something to be said about at the end of the day, like you know. So I know that it's very painful for me to lose people or to get in relationships to know that I'm going to lose people because of the same thing. It's like then I'm gonna care for this person. Now I'm gonna be afraid that they're gonna die, and I can only fit so many people in my or, life yeah. that I really care about so much that I'm afraid that they're gonna die. Because or it's, it's not like, even not even just gonna necessarily die. It's the uh, the more you push people away, the more that people are going in life. 
in, in the more people in your life that are not staying. So the more you're just in your own head reiterating, even subconsciously, the thought process of, well, there's no point to getting used to know this person because they're just going to go on with their life in their own different direction. Right. You know what I mean? It, it, and those are small little things that happen every single day. When you work a new job, you meet people. All of a sudden, you leave that job. Nobody there ever existed ever again until you run into them at like a blockbuster. But see, see, so what I'm saying, I, yeah, and I, and I agree with you. And I see, so, so what I'm saying, like, I, I, yeah, I, I think that's that. It's like it's not good. It's not a good thing to push away people. And obviously, it's like you know, if somebody's like, okay, you should, you should try to connect with people as much as possible. But at the same time, what I'm trying to say is like. I still sh- I still want to choo- and make sure that I'm choosing the best people to spend my time with because at the end of the day they are like they are going to die and you want to be close <laughs> to people and you're going to feel those feelings so you might as well choose the best people and try to have the best times as possible because it's like it's going to be fucking painful but at the same time it's like you might as well f- like you know what I'm saying you might as well seek out the be- like the best shit you can. You, am I making sense? You're making a lot of sense. I, I think. I think part of that, um, it, so it's something that that this may be, at least in my in my mind, and it could be similar to you. But um, with our friend in high school, I mean, I I was not nearly as close as a lot of other um, of our friends were, and I was slowly becoming closer and closer to that person, and um, I really admired. That person, I felt that they were really smart and they were really cool and they were popular and they were funny and, and I feel like he just had a lot of traits that I admired and I finally felt it was like a uh, with with that friend coming together was like a, a group of two different friends finally like melding into this one group of friends and it was like it was like a really great fun time in my life and I felt like I felt confident and happy like oh like. Things are working out. Like when you're when you feel awkward and that that whole was like it's like finally coming out of a coming out of a shell um, in high school, especially yeah. that tedious time for it. Right. And then when when he passed away, I kind of felt. I mean, obviously the loss for for him, which was this, this brilliant, charismatic, just just you know fill up the room person, but it was also like, oh, it was it was a reality strike that oh well, all of this comes down, like. This is all just a brief moment in time, and life happens lickety split. And in one day, everything you wanted is now flipped upside down. Yeah, and um, I feel like that also plays a little bit of a role into my relationships now, and 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 how I communicate or um, be more aloof to people. Uh, when I see them face to face, I will always talk to you and be there. But if you send me something that I can ignore, most likely I will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know what the fuck that is. You know. Yeah. Maybe what? it's one way, but no, I do that a lot too, man. You know, I, I've been I've been making a conscious effort of like trying to like stay in touch with people and like really reach out and like you know, but like sometimes it's fucking hard, man. I don't know what and like I don't know you know maybe 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 it's that maybe it's that feeling, man, where it's like it feels like it's like effort because you have to like 
you have to get over this like hump of like <laughs> like yeah before you worry know, about them dying and losing somebody super close to you uh try to talk to them you know see if they could be friends like nobody ever skips like it's it's never um <laughs> Like, hey, you seem pretty cool. Like, you wanna, like, I got tickets to this show. You wanna go? And, like, that's the start of a friendship. I'm not even saying sexual. I'm not even saying, like, like I'm saying friendship. Um, but yeah, before you do that, like, I'll say, don't jump the fucking gun. You don't even know if they're gonna be this close friend to you. You're not, you don't know whether it's a boyfriend or a girlfriend or prospective boyfriend, prospective girlfriend, prospective friend, prospective anything, you have no clue how far it's going to go. And there's no point, I guess, to limit it before it even gets there. What's the point of suppressing it? The worst thing that can happen is it can be great when you have that mindset. Right. But like that's the worst thing that can happen is that you have a really great time with them and you love them and you enjoy spending time with them and then they pass away. Like that's that's ridiculous. Also, if you think about it, like literally everything has an end. Like, why focus on like the most commonplace thing about a, a thing? Yeah, I, I don't do it with other things. I don't. I I just bought shampoo. I'm not gonna open that up and then just be like, well, shampoo's gonna end. And I might as well, you know, just get more shampoo now because this shampoo's gonna go at some point. Like, I don't do it with anything else in my life. But why do I do it with the people? Yeah. But it's also, like, the most boring thing about a person. Like, oh, you're going to die. Like, yeah, so is every single other person. Oh, no, some people die excitingly. <laughs> Come on. No, but some people die excitingly, but the fact that they are going to die... Oh, I know. It's, it's like, just, ugh. like, it's very boring. Don't you hate that when everyone's, like, just does the same thing all the time? Yeah, it's like, it's get like, a new, sh- new stick, people. Be original. Like, yeah. fucking assholes. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. But, yeah, man, I don't know. It's, uh... It's it's I don't know it's, it is some fucking heavy shit, man. It's like I mean that happened such a long time ago, but I feel like it still just like weighs on me. I don't know, but maybe it's pussy. Yet. Maybe it's pussy. Like yeah, you look at, like I feel like we sound like a couple of fucking, fucking pieces of shit. Like you look at people who are like, yeah, I've lost like my whole family. They oh my God. all died at one time, I and know. I'm better than you, dude. I know. I think of people like in fucking Europe in the forties. And, you know, and they're just losing their entire family. Yeah. Or you have, like, a guy... Dude, you know who I always think about? is like, this is a really weird example, but Roman Polanski, who's, like, came from... Uh, I, think he was, I think he was living in... I know he's Polish, but I think he was living in Poland. His parents got, like, executed, and then he got, like, exiled from... Like, he got, like, snuck out of the country to, like, live with other family. Like, you know, he became, like, this great filmmaker, and then he married this actress... Uh, I think her name was, it's actress Sharon Tate. I think that was her name. And, you know, they got married and they're, uh, they're living together. And then she gets murdered by the Manson family. And now, like, you know, this guy is just like, everybody's just fucking getting killed in his life. It's like, well, didn't he also like, okay, he did some sketchy (laughs) shit. He's done some fucking weird shit. But I don't know why I'm thinking of that. I'm just saying it's like... Well, it's he's like, probably somebody really relatable to your life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the, uh, the deaths were a little less relatable, but the other shit... No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> filmmaking, but, filmmaking. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, I'm, I, I, I don't know what I'm saying. But basically, basically okay, what I'm saying is basically... It's just it's astonishing to me that people experience such tremendous loss throughout their life in ways that is like 
could be so jarring and I feel like I would expect to just completely destroy a person and they would like never be able to like communicate with other people again and yet a lot of people seem to like come back you know maybe you're not quite the same maybe you're living with like a certain kind of sadness uh but I I don't know no it's it's are we, fucking are, incredible how does how do people just not th- break yeah thank you yeah that's what I'm Right. Like, how do people just not completely and utterly just snap? I, I, thank God there's stronger people out there in the world that are doing better things because I fold like a fucking chair. Yeah. Ugh. And then, and then you get to a point, and maybe therapy can answer all of these things, but you get to a point even where you're you're asking, like, how long is too long? Like, how long do I, like, probably this long? <laughs> seriously but how long is too long to harbor things and then what else am i just fucking piling on you know what else am i just blaming that on like oh here's loss well let's throw you know yeah exactly yeah that time where i fucking then you know blah 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 you throw that into there and are we being like overly introspective and trying to like put together some narrative of our life and like why are we fucked up like everybody That's exactly up? I think probably what it is. Yeah. Yeah, we're just trying to build it into this bigger thing. I wonder, and I actually, I'd like to get other people's opinion because I know, like, I can, I can imagine just anybody from Russia listening to this and just being like, because, like, I feel like Russians really think, it's, especially Americans, are just like, are terrible at oversharing. We just talk about our shit way too much, and this is the epitome of that. This is the epitome of oversharing right now. And I wonder, but I wonder if people think that. So, if you think that we're oversharing, if you think that. We are, you know, we kind of have to... i tell you, we're not over Sharon Tate. We're not over Sharon Tate. Uh, that's true. I'm still mourning that to this day. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, whatever you... I, I'm curious to, to hear what other people think about, like, what we're talking about here. And, you know, be honest. We can, uh, we can handle it, even though you might... Uh, this episode yeah, We probably <laughs> can't, I assure you. Like, don't be honest, though, because we need something oh, else to blame this sadness on, and uh, you could be that. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, it's fucking, um, it's weird when you try to look back at life, um, especially because you're only looking back from your own experiences and you never think of anything really linear, linearly, like you can think of things, but like, are you really nailing down what happened linearly, linearly, and are you taking a more objective stance to it? Because for the most part, I think we all, like you were just saying, we're just looking at snippets and clips because you don't remember every detail in life. And you're trying to make a story. And if you try to make a story within those snippets, it doesn't make sense. You know? Yeah. Or you can edit your own film to make it. If everybody looked at snippets at my life, if you gave that to 17 film editors, they'd have 17 different stories. All not leading to where I'm probably going to be. Which is, you know, because I'm your friend, dead. Uh, just like the rest of us. Like the rest of us. I'll just be some... And then, like, maybe, you know, who knows, my kid will have a podcast and just whine about my death. My dad being negligent. His dad being negligent. <laughs> blaming everything on him. Yep. And full circle. Around and around she goes. Yep, just a bunch of meat flying around in space.
Thanks for listening. Please let us know what you thought about it. Uh, email us don'tknowwomen at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at don'tknowwomen. Check out our website, don'tknowwomen.com. If you're listening on iTunes, subscribe, rate, review the show. That would be awesome. Thanks again for tuning in. And most importantly, go spread some love into the world while, while we're all still breathing. Love you. Bye. Bye.